0: Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things weddingy. This is another attempt at a Friday quickie episode. I'm hoping that I will do a lot more of these and it's really nice To have the feedback that you sent last week. I have my lovely group of Save the Date newsletter subscribers. If you aren't a newsletter subscriber, what the hell are you doing with your life? Really? I send out, it's usually an an email a week, just letting you know what's coming up. If I've got anything to say, often I'll include links to uh, articles that I really enjoyed, wedding stuff, general thoughts. They're fun, not spammy, I promise you. But in my email and also uh, in the podcast last week, I asked if you enjoyed these little quick short episodes in addition to our regular Monday and Thursday. And I got a really nice mixed bag of feedback. Some people were saying, please just keep making the podcast as you do. I don't want to miss out on anything. And others were like, yeah, do five days a week. Honestly, if you buy more t-shirts, I probably could. (laughs) That's a terrible, it sounds like blackmail, but it's also going, if I could not have to go to my office job... I would happily do this every day. However, we're not at that stage yet, not complaining, happy to be doing whatever I can to help you out in your wedding planning journey, and that is producing this wedding planning podcast. And what better way for the Friday Quickie to kick off than an email I received today from the lovely listener called Chelsea. Now, Chelsea's had a couple of different emails to me in the past, and actually, ironically, I was going to be recording an episode with one of her emails for a Q&A Thursday, and she beat me to the punch, beat me to the podcast by sending me an update and saying, please ignore previous emails. You will see why when I read this. Now, just to recap, if you haven't heard Monday's episode of the show, it says it's called Bugger This, Let's Elope. Now, really, the whole episode wasn't necessarily saying, just give up your wedding plans and get out, although... It's a lovely option if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling unbride chiller, perhaps that's a way to go. However, it was really an opportunity for me to uh, have a bit of a talk about how you can de... Mm, how do I say this? Um, decomplicate. It's not really a way to say it, but just chill out a little bit more when it comes to the wedding you are planning. In the episode, I read an email from Bernice. My lovely listener, she's in the States and she and her husband, now husband, just got married in Scotland after they decided to elope, ditch the sort of big wedding, and then they're planning a lovely party in the summer next year i think it's a great idea and it's been lovely reading your feedback in regards to how you feel about the eloping situation how often you think about eloping how often you decide to just pack it all in and maybe do that now some i know a lot of people were joking and are going to go through with the wedding they're planning good for you but then there are other people that went actually we are going to do it so chelsea she wrote to me this is the new email that just came through today Hey, Alicia, again. Thank you so, so, so much for the podcast and emails. I absolutely adore you and all of your advice. The recent podcast about eloping entirely made my day and helped me, quote, see the light, so to speak. Please scrap my last two emails. Apologies for the bridezilla crazies. Now, there was nothing bridezilla, can I just say, about her emails. I'm entirely bride chiller now because I've made the decision to ditch the family drama and have the wedding we want Instead of the wedding we were told to have. Can I just repeat that? Because it's bloody great. To ditch the family drama and have the wedding we want instead of the wedding we were told we should have. We've decided to entirely scrap the big wedding with everyone invited for a super small family gig. 16 total guests, including me and my fiance, only parents, grandparents, siblings, and three close friends. Small ceremony on the beach and we're renting a beach house and having the reception there. Family cooking the menu we've planned together. It'll be decorated and simple and intimate. Now with these major changes, my only worries for the day are how do we inform everyone else that we're getting married but aren't able to invite everyone? Is it okay to send an elopement type card for a small wedding like this? Maybe we have a note suggesting a dinner with them to celebrate at a later time. With such a small, unconventional wedding, such as this, no formal food reception hall, no white dress, I'm going to wear a grey beach dress, fantastic, no cake, super small party, do you have any suggestions on how to make it feel like a wedding without these details? We have the Flowers Music Favors Ceremony, but I'm worried it will just feel more like an awkward family get-together instead of the day that it truly is. Thank you so much for everything, including... including bearing with me on my previous emails, Chelsea. Okay, Chelsea, please don't apologize. I love your emails. I love getting all of your emails. And I really try and write back to every single one of them. Now, these are great questions. and I'm so, I need to say firstly, I'm so proud of you for listening, for taking it in and for doing what you want to do it's perfect. I feel like my work here is done. Maybe I'll just pack up my podcasting equipment and retire after reading your email because truly that's why I make this podcast to hopefully get some balance back into what you want and also just realize what's important to you. Because whether we're talking about weddings or going to university or buying a house, there's so much external white noise from everyone else. Everyone has an opinion. So when you actually sit down and realize what you want to do with your life, with choices, with money, with partners. It's really sort of satisfying. So on to your questions, Chelsea, and I'm sure other people are uh, wondering what you would do in this sort of situation too. And I'm going to tell you. The first question was how you tell other people. Now, I think the elopement cards are a really nice way that you could personalize and maybe change a little bit. Of course, you could buy a pre-made elopement card that you know, there are plenty hundreds on Etsy. When I was searching for that episode there were so many and Pinterest ideas for wording. I think it's really nice to just explain that you are having a small wedding day. You are you will all be in our thoughts. I hope we're in your thoughts. Etc. Etc. And you look forward in the future to to raising a glass of champ's to celebrate together. Whether that be in a formal, bigger celebration, like you're saying, maybe a dinner, or perhaps in the summer you could organise some sort of outside event, a barbecue, a beach party. If you're going to the beach with your actual wedding, there are heaps of ways to say we're not. Not not including you, we're just choosing to do this small in a smaller way, but we really look forward to celebrating our union with you in the future. I don't think you need to provide too much explanation, and especially considering there are only 16 guests. It's not like you will have, if you're inviting 50 people and you're originally inviting 300 people, that there are 150, that's the wrong maths, <laughs> 250 people that are going, what the hell is going on? Why aren't I going to the wedding? I think it's perfectly acceptable to just do it small, not have to give too many explanations and uh, enjoy it. I'm just so stoked for you. You also asked about um, how you would make this feel a little bit more like a wedding. Now, I love that you're choosing to wear the beach dress. I think it's great that you're hiring this house, that you've got this, this plan to keep it on the down low. One thing I do think you should do is have a photographer there. A photographer is an investment on your wedding day, whether it's just the two of you or 5,000 people. I think you should have someone there to capture the moments. Find someone that's really good with small, um, you know, candid photography. You don't really need everyone to line up and have those sort of traditional photos if you don't want. But someone just can, that can be there for a couple of hours to capture the key moments in the day. I think that would really add a bit more... I don't mean to say formality as in it's formal and stuffy, but it would add that moment. It would capture it without anyone else having to be taking photos because if there's so few people there, you want them to all be involved and engaged in what's happening. Music is another thing that will not cost you any money really. Uh, And also you can do it yourself. Set an iPod up or an iTunes situation. Program it. I think making sure you think about the tone that you want to be setting with the music is is a really easy way to set it up and make sure you pick some of your favorite music. I don't know if you'd be dancing. I don't know how loose your family might be getting champagne, celebratory cocktails, adding these sort of personal touches to the day is also great. I went to a fantastic wedding, which and I went to our lovely friend, um, lovely friends Joy and Mark got married in Sydney, Australia, at the most amazing restaurant. If you ever go to Sydney, it's called Key. It's right on the uh, waterfront. It's in look. You look at the Opera House. You look at the Sydney Harbour Bridge. It's a pretty swanky, exclusive restaurant. But they had thirty people at their wedding, and they said, "I remember Joy saying to me before the wedding, you know, the thing is, it is.'" All about food for us. I remember Joy sort of saying, it is more important for us to have a smaller wedding, a smaller amount of people there, and be able to serve shit hot food. And my God, it was still one of the best meals I've ever had in my whole life. And that was what the priority for them was. I love, Chelsea, that you're having your family and um, friends all cooking something. To me, I think you could really go a bit further in the sense of having everyone bring a meal or a dish or cook something that has meaning and importance to them. Maybe you could just mold slightly the menu around their relationships, their loves. I don't know. I'm just throwing this stuff out there. I don't think you should really escape the idea of making it look like a wedding. There's nothing wrong with that. By adding little personal touches that are wedding themed or wedding related, it might help you, quote, avoid the awkward family gathering. Look, I don't think it's going to be that way at all. It sounds like you've really thought about what you want and you desire when it comes to having a wedding day that's sort of low key and just involving the people that you really want to be there. There is nothing kooky about having a small wedding and making it look like a wedding. Add your own traditions, remove things that don't work for you. I don't think you should not not have a cake if that doesn't, you know, if you want a cake, have a cake. If you want to decorate a table, decorate a table. I mean, the beautiful thing about a small wedding is if you're having this event at a private house, you can go on Pinterest, find the sexiest goddamn table setting. You can make that happen. You don't have to make 20 tables. It's probably two tables or one big table. Take some time to really think about decor, put the, put a bit of, I don't want to say put the effort in, but make sure that you really think about how you see the room, the presentation. Maybe you just want a tablecloth and some normal cups and saucers and things, fine. Also, you could hire in some special uh, decorations and bits and pieces. I just love the opportunity that you have to relax, to take it easy, but also have a really special day. And make it truly the look, the feel, the vibe that you want to have. I think it's amazing. And thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your big decision with me. I'm so glad that that episode made an impact. If you feel the same way, if you've made changes, if you have different directions after hearing that episode or any episode, please send me some feedback. I love hearing your just choices what behind what you do. The biggest part for me about making this podcast is that I feel like I genuinely impact on people's decision-making processes. And that's like not being a power-hungry power pussy. It's just saying I think that sometimes when you hear different opinions when you hear different uh, objective ideas being put out there that it gives you the power to go actually I don't want to do that or that is exactly what I want to do I'm really happy that it has reiterated my thoughts so it's lovely hearing from you and hearing your your ideas as well and sharing these great choices that you're all making i am currently writing my second book bride chiller Oh my goodness, writing a book takes time, as does making podcasts and going to work and having a husband, but I'm really enjoying trying to inject a lot of these ideas and thoughts into the book. It's just giving me, uh, it's a completely different process to how I had when I wrote The Guide to Getting Hitched, which you can, by the way, download for free if you visit savethedatepodcast.com. I wrote that book about three years ago, and really, I think... I stand by everything I said in it. I think it's a great practical wedding planning guide, and I've received lots of lovely feedback from you about it, but it doesn't have the emotion, doesn't have the sort of life choices stuff that I've really tried to inject into the podcast. So it's really nice being able to have that that space in my brain to... Think about what's been really important in the last year of podcasting, the messages I've been trying to share with you, and then putting it in book form. Really excited about sharing that with you in the new year. Golly, I've got to get typing. (laughs) Anyway, it's coming. I'm not putting a date on it yet, although I know when you're setting goals, you probably should, but I can't do that yet because then I will let you down. However, I will let you know how it goes. If you join the mailing list, you get the book for free not Bride Shiller, the first book, and also you can keep up to date with what I'm doing. And uh, all you need to do, if you are a subscriber to the email newsletter, hit reply to my emails and it comes straight to my inbox. All right, I've talked too much. We've hit the 14-minute mark. I said this was going to be quick. I will talk to you on Monday where... I'm inviting back the wonderful, wonderful Ginger from Girls Just Want to Have Funds. And we're talking all about budgeting, how to make sure you are getting the biggest bang for your buck. Or pound when it comes to wedding planning and also about how to talk about money to your partner. We all have different vibes about money. As she says in the interview, we all have different money stories, where money comes from in our families, how we're talked about, how money is talked about, how we use money, how we treat money. It's really interesting. I'm so glad that she came back on the show because after the last episode, I had so many questions for her. Until then, I wish you the happiest of weekends. Visit Save the Date Podcast.com. Write to me over the weekend when you have a chance. All my love and kisses. Happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.